Hello and welcome to another episode of the Desi EM Project. Uh, and today I'm going to be talking about cholesterol myths. Now, every time I have a conversation about nutrition and, you know, lab works and blood tests and stuff, people come up to me worried about their cholesterol levels and I do not blame them. As a doctor, I was also taught to worry about it and give medications like statins, but I was wrong. There are many, many misconceptions regarding cholesterol and its association with heart diseases. A lot of people think that high cholesterol is going to lead to heart attacks, but that's not the case. And these inferences have been misleading. You know, the pharma industry have peddled the statins and the medication. The population has only got sicker over the years. How many, how many people do you know who have, you know, gotten off their statins and other medications? They're not. But let me start by telling you what cholesterol is all about. And then I'm going to take you into the myths, some evidences, cases, anecdotes regarding myself also. And finally, hope to convince you to go out and eat your saturated fats, also from seafood and red meats and eggs. Now, what exactly is cholesterol? You know, it's it's a it's a type of lipid that uh, basically performs many essential jobs in your body. You know, and lipids are substances that that do not dissolve in water, so they don't break apart into in your blood. And as you would have seen through your lipid profiles, it comprises of triglycerides, which is really bad for you, HDL. High HDL is good for you. Low HDL is bad for you. Uh, LDL, which is low density lipo, uh, lipoproteins, they're actually not bad for you. you know, they've been made the villain, but uh, you know, I'll, I'll go through the myths regarding LDL cholesterol, and then the very low density lipoproteins. Now, you should know that cholesterol has many important functions in your body, and these include helping your cell membranes form protective layers. So your nerves have myelin sheets on top. This, that's where. Uh, the myelin sheets come from cholesterol and fats. Now, these layers control what will enter or leave your cells. Uh, cholesterol also helps your liver make bile, which is needed to digest your food. And it supports your body's production of or a lot of your hormones, including your sex hormones and vitamin D. You know, all classes of steroid hormones like gluc and glucocorticoids, mineralocorticoids, all your sex hormones are derivatives of cholesterol. And the synthesis occurs in the placenta and ovaries like estrogens and progesterones for the women and testosterone and in the testes for the men. You know, uh, also the adrenal cortex, which which uh, produces cortisol, aldosterone and androgens. So all of these are really essential for human life. So basically, cholesterol is like a building block. It's, it's the basis of your life. So if you plan to lower your cholesterol levels, good luck in managing your hormones. Now, cholesterol also acts as a precursor to bile acids and uh, like I've mentioned before, assists in steroid and vitamin D synthesis. So, you know, just having your vitamin D capsules or getting enough vitamin D from your, uh, uh, from your food sources is not enough if you don't have enough fat intake. And all of this plays a central role in maintaining cellular membrane, rigidity and fluidity. Also, the four fat-soluble vitamins, vitamin A, D, E, and K, are absorbed and then metabolized by the body. But you need a good amount of cholesterol for that. So, this was basically a background about cholesterol for the layman also. And I'm sure a lot of doctors also know this. And now I'm going to move into the myths regarding cholesterol, you know. All the stories that you might have heard. I'm just going to break them apart uh, and try to convince you. You know, so high cholesterol has been associated wrongly with cardiovascular diseases or heart attacks or mortalities. You know, uh, so this all started in uh, the 1950s and 60s. And this was published in the JAMA Internal Medicine in 2016. 
So Kearns and colleagues, uh, they found a smoking gun, right? They did a deep dive into all the archival documents from the 1950s and 60s. And they produced a lot of evidence and compelling evidence at that, that a sugar trade association not only paid for, but also initiated and influenced research expressly to exonerate sugar as a major risk factor for coronary heart disease. They also, uh, you know, at that time, indicate there were, there were a lot of studies at that time that indicated that there's a relationship between high sugar diets and coronary heart disease, right? But the Sugar Association paid these scientists off to focus on the role of dietary fat and cholesterol. They paid them an equivalent of more than $48,000 in today's dollars to three nutrition professors, you know? So, and, and so they published a sponsored review in two parts in the New England Journal of Medicine in 1967. And that is when everything went wrong, right? Uh, people started producing low-fat foods uh, with a lot of sugars in them, uh, which has actually only contributed to the bomb blast and the increase of coronary heart diseases, cardiovascular diseases in the world. And you can see how obesity has increased over the years because people try to eat low-fat diets, low-fat foods, which are all processed. Ultraprocessed and has a lot of sugars in them, right? So this is where everything started off. It was all a money game, you know. And how powerful is the sugar industry? You know, in 2015, the New York Times obtained emails revealing Coca-Cola's relationship with sponsored researchers who were conducting studies aimed at minimizing the effects of sugary drinks on obesity. Can you imagine? So, yeah, all of that has been happening. Uh, and even more recently, uh, the Associated Press obtained uh, emails showing how a candy trade association funded and influenced studies to show that children who eat sweets have healthier body weights than those who do not. And this obviously has implications for public health. You know, uh, so I'm going to take you through uh, more, more evidences. Uh, in, in 1964... Uh, Hickson, who was reporting to the Sugar Research Funding uh, Subcommittee, found out that, you know, a number of labs of greater or lesser repute, there were flowing reports that sugar is a less desirable dietary source of calories than other carb carbohydrates. So, you know, there was a lot of research going on, which was showing that sugars are actually bad for you. They're the ones which contribute to cardiovascular diseases and not your fat intake you know your triglyceride levels are the ones which need to be looked into not your ldl levels you know uh, again uh, in uh, 1965 they found a couple of articles uh, which said that uh, you know sucrose rather than starches aggravated the carbohydrate induced hypertriglyceridemia this is the one the hypertriglycerides, which causes cardiovascular disease. It causes insulin resistance. It causes diabetes, right? But these papers were, again, hidden when they wanted to publish in the New England Journal of Medicine, and they did not review these papers. Like uh, <clears throat> another study in, uh, in the BMJ Open, published in 2016, right? So they did a systematic review regarding... Uh, low-density lipoprotein, that's the LDL that people look at. So low-density low lipoprotein cholesterol and the, and more, and the <clears throat> rates of mortalities in uh, the elderly. And they found that a high LDL cholesterol was inversely associated with mortality in most people over 60 years. So what that means is the higher the LDL, 
the lower was the rate of mortality, right? So this was uh, a study done in 68,094 people, um, elderly people above uh, 60 years of age. So, you know, when, when the, usually people say that heart disease is a disease of uh, the elderly, well, the LDL cholesterol was actually protective. The lower the LDL, uh, I mean, the higher the LDL, the better it was for people. Um, another study, uh, so, I mean, uh, there are a lot of studies which was done uh, and uh, there were a lot of papers which were taken up by the US guidelines. And, you know, there was a really nice paper where it was shown that uh, the studies picked up by them uh, were quite biased. So, you know, I'm just going to go through a couple of them. So uh, a lot of a lot of statins have been prescribed uh, for a lot of patients who have a high LDL, you know. Uh, so uh, usually you've seen that when you give statins, the LDL cholesterol comes down. So that is because, you know, uh, these these statins actually work on the 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 large globules of LDL. So LDL is comprised of two types of particles, the larger ones and the smaller ones, right? So when you give statins, the large LDL particles are the ones which go down, which have not been shown to have an association with heart diseases as compared to the smaller LDL particles. And these smaller LDL particles are only increased when you take a lot of sugar. So, you know, if you test your apolipoprotein B, you'll get to know if you have a high amount of small LDL particles or a high amount of uh, large LDL particles, right? Uh, also, your saturated fat intakes that you take, it increases your HDLs, your high-density lipoproteins. That's the one that people know as the good cholesterol. Well, how do you increase your good cholesterol? You need to eat your saturated fats. You need to eat uh, the fats that increase your cholesterol levels, and it's going to increase your HDL. And you cut down your sugars, your triglycerides are going to come down. So your triglycerides to HDL ratio is what is actually important towards developing a cardiac disease, right? The, your LDL in your total cholesterol is not important, right? Uh, uh, there was another very, very interesting study which was done. Uh, uh, let me just open that paper up. Mm. A lot of papers in there. Uh. So yeah, so uh, the, the US government also looked at about 11 studies regarding saturated fats and strokes, eight of which had absolutely zero findings and associations or correlations, and three of which actually found out that saturated fat amounts were linked to a lower risk of stroke, right? So, you know, even even strokes were reduced if you had a high amount of saturated fats in your, in your diet. And uh, in about 16 studies, or 94% of the total observed that dairy foods, including butter, either had no association or were negatively associated with cardiovascular diseases. That is, a higher dairy intake was associated with lower CSG risk. I mean, I'm going to put all of these studies uh, in the text so you can go through them yourself and come to your own inferences. Uh, there was another one which was done, which was called the PURE study, which observed 135,335 individuals across 18 countries from five continents, right? And uh, they also included systematic reviews of observational studies, uh, one of which included 598,000 uh, people, you know, and uh, the whole study concluded 
that saturated fat consumption was not associated with any increased risk of coronary heart diseases, whereas it was actually associated with a lower risk of strokes. So you see how a lot of people, a lot of myths have been going around regarding saturated fats and your LDL cholesterols. Uh, there was another paper uh, in uh, published in 2016, uh, and this was called the NHANES uh, study, and this was conducted over 1999 from 1999 to 2014. So that's about a 15-year uh, period, and it was found that the lowest low density lipoprotein cholesterol group had the higher risk of all cause mortality so basically the lower your ldl the higher was your risk of mortality and not vice versa as people have been meant uh, people have been uh, told uh, to think about you know and uh, it's all it's all just false you know uh, you know uh, another study <clears throat> where where where, uh, where uh, the association was uh, debunked was the EPIC study that revealed that, you know, it was actually sugars which was causing a lot of cardiac diseases and type 2 diabetes. Uh, they, they, they studied people who usually have a can of Coca-Cola, which contains about nine teaspoons of sugar, by the way, one can of Coke, and that's like way too much, was actually substantially increasing the risk of developing type 2 diabetes, right? So it's basically a high carbohydrate diet, which is going to cause a lot of cardiovascular diseases and not a high saturated fat intake. There was another very interesting study done. It was called the Minnesota Oil uh, Study, in which uh, what they did was they had uh, two uh, groups. They were randomized into people getting saturated fats from animal fats and ghees and stuff. And uh, there was another group in which uh, uh, vegetable uh, the saturated fat oils were replaced by vegetable oils, which are high in linoleic acid. And people say that you should have them because they have polyunsaturated fatty acids. And what they found was that there was no mortality benefit between the two groups. And there was actually a 22% higher risk of death for each 30 milligram of deciliter reduction in serum cholesterol in the group which received vegetable oils. So yes, vegetable oils might reduce your cholesterol levels, but it's actually going to increase your risk of death. That's because polyunsaturated fatty acids and omega-6 is found in vegetable oils, even linoleic acids, which are found are pro-inflammatory. They're actually going to cause harm rather than benefit for you. Another study which is interesting, so, you know, everybody knows that saturated fats are very high in uh, meats and animal-based diets. So this was a study done across Asia, and I think I've mentioned this in one of my previous podcasts, where it was shown that uh, when, 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 when you had a lot of meats from around 175 countries, it was actually uh, had a positive correlation with life expectancies, and uh, this was this was a good uh, correlation that they showed. Another study uh, published in the Annals of Epidemiology and Public Health uh, showed that a higher LDL cholesterol was actually associated with a longer uh, with a with greater longevity, right? So uh, they they studied about nineteen papers. And uh, the total mortality was recorded in about 18 of these papers. And in eight of them, those with the highest LDL cholesterol lived as long as those with normal LDL cholesterol. And in nine of them, they actually lived longer, whether they were on statin treatments or not. So now a lot of lot of studies have been done and a lot of papers have been published, which people don't know about. And they still eat uh, uh, 
the statins for cholesterols you know uh, so there was another study again about meat intakes so the meat intake consumption actually showed that it was inversely associated with cardiovascular diseases and cardiovascular disease mortality in men and also reduced cancer mortality in women in asian countries right so they found no association between intake of total meat which was red meat poultry and fish and seafood and the risk of an all cause cardiovascular diseases or cancer mortality among men and women right you can all go through uh, these uh, articles i'll be posting them i'm repeating that again so yeah so these are some of the articles so you know don't be don't be scared about your uh, cholesterol levels uh, i have high cholesterol levels i have a high ldl and uh, even my hdl so you know um, your your serum cholesterol when you eat meats is going to go up but your triglycerides are also going to go down my ldl is up like i mentioned and so to prove my t- to myself and others i got a ct calcium score of my coronary arteries done guess what it was zero so you know ldl is not associated with atherosclerosis i also got an ultrasound of my liver and an elastography of my liver done just to check for fatty liver which is a precursor for all metabolic disorders it was not even close to a grade 0 fatty liver and you know why because i do not eat any sugars or processed and ultra processed foods you know the bottom line should be that you eat your saturated fats have your eggs chicken meats and seafoods they will contribute as building blocks for your hormones you know some vegans and vegetarians argue that they get enough fats from nuts because they can uh, they can't get it from anywhere else now let me tell you 100 grams of walnuts has only 6 grams of fat 100 grams of cashews has only 8 grams 100 grams of pistachio has 6 grams and you need way way more than that at least 50 grams a day you're not even eating 100 grams uh, you're not even getting that if you eat 100 grams of nuts a day and you're not eating 100 grams of nuts a day you just can't so imagine the amount of nuts you le- you'll need to eat every day to get 50 grams of fat now compare that to 100 grams of mutton on the other hand has 13.3 grams of fat and you can easily eat 3 to 400 grams in one go just one meal will take care of your fat intake one egg which is about 50 grams has 5.3 grams of fat one can easily eat about four in a meal or even if you do two or three per meal you can have that you don't have eggs all day have four in one meal and that's about more than 20 grams of fat in a meal remember the fat soluble vitamins i spoke about the vitamins a d e and k now vitamin a is required for normal mucous membranes and your vision and uh, in animal sources vitamin a is actually found as retinol which is actually the active form of vitamin a so you eat your animal source and it gets metabolized immediately and the best sources of vitamin a chicken liver mutton liver fish liver these are very good sources right even the egg yolk is a very good source of vitamin a green veggies and carrots all have vitamin a in the form of carotenoids which then need to be converted to retinol to get absorbed but by the time you would have pooped out the veggies because it's all roughage so you don't even get good amounts of vitamin a from your vegetables you now the active form of vitamin d promotes intestinal absorption of calcium and phosphorus and influences bone mineralization now, vitamin d occurs naturally only and only in animal foods such as liver butter fatty fish and egg yolks how long do you want to sit in the sun for you can't but you can have your livers your butter your fatty fishes and your egg yolks yeah vitamin e it's supposed to be an uh, antioxidant found mostly in vegetable oils now these are refined oils 
uh, which are also very high in uh, linoleic acid and omega-6, like I've mentioned before, and they have major inflammatory properties and should be avoided. So it's better to get vitamin E from fruits like mangoes and avocados, not vegetables, but fruits. Then if you look at vitamin K, it's needed in the liver for formation of several blood clotting factors. And the best sources of vitamin K are mutton and chicken livers, even beef livers. Now, if you want to look at the water-soluble vitamins, which are all of the Bs and vitamin C, the best sources of vitamin B are meats and livers and organs. And I've said this before, they're bioavailable, major, major sources. And vitamin C is also found in good amounts in meats and oranges and lemons. Again, they're all fruits. So you can have all of these. Right? So, I mean, uh, I hope I've uh, pushed you in the right direction. So make your choices but make the right choices based on proper nutritive values. Do not be scared of cholesterol values and eating fats. Don't just blindly start eating statins. But stay away from everything which is sugary, processed and ultra-processed if you want to stay fit and have a long, healthy, fit life and not a short, frail, fragile life. You know, stay healthy, become a nutrivore. See you guys. Until next time. One last thing about about your lipid profiles, uh, uh, don't be worried about them. Look at the triglyceride levels. Uh, if those are low, you're, you're good to go. If they're high, you need to be worried about your sugar intakes. Look at your HDL levels. If they're high, that's absolutely normal. That's that's safe for you. If they're low, that's when you're supposed to be worried about uh, your food intake and your fat intake. Uh, your LDLs will not matter. Uh, you can check uh, check out your apolipoprotein B. So you need to get an extended lipid profile done uh, to check that out. Uh, those are basically the smaller LDL particles, uh, which again are uh, sugar related. So you know sugars are converted into fats and uh, lipids. Uh, so yeah, I mean, uh, don't be worried about worried about your lipid profiles. You know, go out there, enjoy your fatty meats, and have a good time.